AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. When I write y'all, all across the USC, Compton, Watts, Bay to L.A., Pomona, California, from valley to valley, we represent that killer county. So if you keeping it real on your side of your town, you tune in to Gangsta Chronicles. Gangsta Chronicles, we gon' tell you how it goes. Uh, if I lie, my nose will grow like Pinocchio. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Gangsta Chronicles, this is not your average show. You're now tuned into the real MCA, Big James, and Big Stale. This is strictly from the streets. Hello. We represent the James. Where are you at? This is OG Gangster Granny, and the Gangster Chronicles podcast is back in effect. Get ready for some of that G shit and blaze up some watermelon. Welcome to the Gangster Chronicles podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Black Effect Podcast Network. Make sure you download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles. For my Apple users, hit the purple mic on your front screen, subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles, and leave a five-star rating and comment. Man, so it's a whole bunch of shit going on today, man. Um, it's like it's a bunch of stuff all, the world, all, all around the world, man. It seems like it's going crazy right now with this vaccine. So you saying we're not going to be able to fly, go on planes if we don't have the vaccination, if we don't have the vaccination card? That's what they talking about. Right. Like, Vax card. Yeah, we can't do shit. It's it's almost like um like eight was saying off off camera, the immunization card. You it's called an immunization card for the children. They can't go to school, they don't get the MMR shots. The only difference right. is um when we got the shots when we was little, they didn't have as much uh shit in them as they do now. Now they got all types of shit in it. You know what I'm saying? So um they was Saying some of the shots was causing autism, different things. But yeah, they gonna do that shit to us, you know. So we gonna have to be like, yo, man. Some of us gonna have to live off the grid. Some people gonna get the shot. I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm undecided on what I'm gonna do. Well, you know, the thing is, what, what choice do you have if you plan on making any kind of money or, or traveling and going to go do shit? 
You know what I'm saying? If somebody give eight a ten city tour, he, he can't go if he ain't got his vaccination card. It's crazy, yeah, man. They, they shot it, Will. I mean, it, it, it works both ways, man. If you don't do it, I mean, and you ain't took those shots, you can affect somebody. You know what I'm saying? So that's just a chance we got. That's something we got to do just so we can keep it moving. So, well, you know man, my stance. I'm going to go get the shot. I, I'm a, I'm going to go get the shot. I know um eight wasn't in agreement with that a few episodes ago, but I'm going to go get mine and um pray for the best. I ain't doing it. Yeah, hope you don't start taking. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, it, I'm gonna be right the last one. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all all get it. Y'all don't turn into zombies, and I will probably get it after after. Man, I nobody that. turn into zombies. I don't know too many old people that don't got it, man. I got a couple people, homies that don't got it, man, and they cool. They still walking around. I'm gonna go get mine and go be free, corona free. So y'all watch people. You already, you already corona free, ain't you? Yeah, I'm free, but but yeah, I'm gonna be even more foolproof, bulletproof on it. I'm gonna walk around with future saying that song, mask on, mask off. I'm gonna be mask off. So for the people who took it, they didn't say that they could take their mask off yet. People still got masks on. So why they still got a mask on? Well, I think it's 95 percent effective or something like that, man. It's 95 percent effective. So really 95 percent effective. I'll take them eyes right there. Nah, I'm 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 shook. I, ain't gonna I don't think so. Y'all take flu shots too? Y'all get flu shots every year. I don't. Nah, I've never had a flu shot. Never had a flu shot. See, I'm asthmatic, though. See, if I catch the flu or some shit like that, it can kill me. So, okay, but how long the flu shot been around? What you was doing <laughs> before the flu shot came out? Oh, man, I was shit, trying not to catch the flu. And I, when I and did, doing, catch, and, I doing your, and doing your motherfucking grandma home remedies, right? That's yeah, what you were doing true. when you got the flu. And is your ass dead? Because you done caught the flu plenty of times, right? No, I ain't dead, but you know, grandma's home remedies was have you shit. have you caught the fucking flu before? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what that home remedy worked just as good, right? Yeah, the home remedy was cool. The home remedy was straight. That's why I ain't taking no fucking flu shot. Yeah. Because why? Before flu shot was invented and our asses got cold, mama stick your ass with some of that Robitussin, give you a home remedy, and a week later, your ass was cool. Yeah, now they want to shoot you. They want to make up all this shit and just keep shooting you with shit and shooting you with shit. That shit is like, I, I don't know, man. I go with grandmama did. What grandmama did got me here so far, so I'm pretty cool. Hey, and that's that castrol and honey. There you go, man. Come on, James. Tell these motherfuckers, man. Mama wasn't running. Your motherfucking ass in there coughing with a fever. You think she finna run your ass to the doctor's office? Nigga, if you don't get your ass... That castor oil gonna shit it out. Gonna man, come out. on, man. Get you some of that castor oil, motherfucker. Take you a dose, nigga. Take you a swig of salt with it, nigga. Let it go down, nigga. You'll be all right in a day or two. Yeah, like yeah. my nigga Chris, like my nigga say, nigga, give him some of that tussin. Tussin kill yeah. everything, nigga. Hell yeah. Well, you know what's crazy about y'all saying that, man? The, like, natural medicine is always the best shit, bro, because you know, like I was, um, I was reading about you know, Mike Tyson talk about this stuff called the toad. Um, you got the toad. You got them um, people be having them DST experience. Uh, forgive me if I'm saying the wrong. Them DST experience, and you got the mushroom. It ain't DST. Yeah. I think it's DM, DMT. Some it's DMT. yeah, DMT. That's it right there. DMT experience. Man, they saying that that shit is doing incredible shit for motherfuckers. 
Mike Tyson said he saw God, he saw the devil, he saw he's he's it got rid of his ego, all types of shit. He said he said the high he's it's but he's smoking fucking toe venom though. I don't know who's smoking no fucking I don't smoke period, but smoking venom. Man, I'm gonna tell you something though, man. I don't sleep on none of that, man, because I had my um I took my first trip, so to speak, and um, it was some like revealing shit, man. I think it was like one of the best experiences I had in my life, to be real with you. Fuck that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold that thought, brother. We'll be right back. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Ain't you said you stick these trees into the trees, huh? I ain't fucking trying nothing, nigga. Fuck yeah. that shit. Psychotic ass, hypnosis ass, fucking take me on a fucking trip. Have your ass in the middle of the street running in circles, butt ass naked. That's what you don't be realizing when you come out of that shit. No, see, I don't think that shit is bad. I, I researched. Let me tell you something. I come from a time where I saw niggas in the street strung out, fucked up, just toe up. So, Drugs scared me. You get me? Uh, uh, shit other than what I knew and experienced other than weed, I just didn't fuck with because I had a gang of family members and people who experienced so I could see firsthand what that shit would do to you. I didn't ever want to be that motherfucking high. You just saying drugs, right? Like weed is a natural thing, right? I don't look at weed as a drug. Too bad we, we I don't either, but that's what they call it. You get me? Yeah, yeah. Point yeah, right. 
It's I'm a motherfucking at, drug. We've been we've been we've been telling motherfuckers for decades, man. There ain't no motherfucking drug. That's natural. That's the earth. But hey, they classify that shit as a drug. Well, that's just the thing, though, bro. A lot of this shit is classified as drugs that shouldn't be classified as drugs because you know what? Fuck them opiates, them pills, fuck cocaine, fuck heroin, and all that other crazy ass shit that these niggas is going on nowadays, dog. Anything that comes from the green or the grass or the earth, dog, it's all good. That's the you know so mushrooms is good? Huh? I say mushrooms is good. You know what, man? I think so. I don't think there's nothing bad about them. I look at it just like weed. I look at it just like weed, dog. It comes from the ground. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've never seen one person go breaking people's cars off in the weed and mushrooms. I've never seen a nigga in the middle of the street talk about, man, I need to get my mushroom or my weed fixed. I've never seen it. I've seen that with cocaine. I've seen the effects of cocaine. I've seen the effects of heroin and all that. I would never suggest to nobody to take no drugs. I don't take drugs. I don't fuck with none of that shit, but I don't look at weed and um, I don't look at weed and shit like that and mushrooms as a fucking drug. Now, I look at that acid shit as a fucking drug. I look at acid as a motherfucking, you know, that shit, you could take that shit and lose your mind. But that's a chemical. Well, that's another shit chemical. your body just don't supposed to have. Yeah. I don't just like see cocaine. That's why I don't fuck Go with ahead, it because um I don't fuck with shit because um my pops smoke crack. You know what I'm saying? And um I got that nigga DNA and I got his addiction, addictive personality. You know what I'm saying? And um I just don't fuck with shit because I might be just like that nigga. I don't want to take no chances. So I never smoke weed. I used to drink, I quit drinking in 2002, but I remember when I used to drink, I was a fucking um I was a violent drunk, though. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to fucking fight after I got drunk. If you, you know, it wasn't no chicks around. I was like, yo, let's go whoop somebody's ass. And then when y'all on the West Coast introduced yeah. us to St. Ives, <laughs> I was on that shit hard. Did St. Ives come from y'all? Like, because why was y'all the first person? Y'all was advertising that shit, right? Who was advertising St. We used to do commercials for that shit, man. That's, yeah. Um, it was just it's just marketing too. You get me? Some motherfuckers knew that niggas like drinking 40 ounces and they figured why not go grab all the rappers and shit to market this motherfucking shit because the plan was to take old, you know, the plan was to knock old English out the box. You get me? Because old English was made famous by fucking rappers and niggas in the streets. Yeah. So St. Eyes figured, fuck it. Let's go fuck with Pooh. Let's fuck with Cube. Let's fuck with eight Scarface, the ghetto boys. Get these niggas to do commercials to advertise because basically they was marketing that shit to niggas in the neighborhoods. Yeah, then they came St. Eyes Juice, remember? St. Eyes Juice. You wasn't finna see no motherfucking uh, uh, sophisticated Caucasians walking in those stores. <laughs> Talking about no saying eyes, you get me. I think James trying to say something. James, hey, turn your phone up, big dog. Listening to eight, but I was walking to school drinking a quart of eight, eight. balls. Niggas mm -hmm. had their beer and 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 walking to school, so I had my fix on the way to school. And when we when we left school, liquor store on the corner got me some eight ball. That was that was my functional uh, beer. That was the best shit ever. And if I ever drank a beer, I get old English. Yeah, we call mm -hmm. it old, we call it old gold out here. That's what we used to call yeah, it. That's that's the that's the bomb shit though. So y'all had to go to the liquor store to get it though. Yeah, our yeah. shit is, is regular. Nah, our shit is regular. Every store sell liquor, sell beer. Every store sell beer. Yeah, but 
we wouldn't go into the market. The market was too far. We went to the liquor store. The liquor yeah, we go into the neighborhood liquor store, and they yeah, knew what was the coming. Because your na- your your motherfucking neighborhood liquor store kept them motherfucking courts in them forties on extra freeze cold because they know niggas was coming in there like 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 wolf packs and shit to get them quarts and them forty ounces. Did the sixty fours hit y'all? Hey y'all, give me, give yeah, me sixty-four ounces out here. We had yeah, 64, 64, yeah. I mean, they did. They hit us a little bit, but I usually couldn't find sixty-four ounces until I hit the road. Like yeah. we would be fascinated to go to other states and go to the it's liquor store right and be like, "Look at this motherfucking shit! Yeah. Look at this big ass jug, forty ounces shit!" Because you re- you could rarely catch them motherfuckers out here. The most famous OE though was the courts though. The courts is more famous than the forties. The courts was famous first. We got yeah, the court the the, yeah. the long day courts was famous and mm-hmm. shit, but niggas, it didn't matter. Nigga, you got the court if you didn't have the money to have the whole 40. That's Yo, how I they think it's just plastic now. I think the bottles is plastic now. See, y'all, I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I picked up an old English 800, man. Yeah, no, I think I was fucking gold yeah. juice. Yeah, yeah I couldn't yeah, fuck yeah. with that, man, because at a time, at the time. Remember when St. Ives was 99 cents? I used to go buy a whole case of 40s from the liquor store, dog, and just guzzle them motherfuckers, dog. We never got that shit for 99 cents. They made it two for three dollars for us. Remember when it was 99 cents, eight for a minute? Nah, it was two for three dollars for us. We never got say it. it was two for three dollars. What was, was the shit that was 99 cents? Two forty for three dollars. That was that motherfucking bull, the slit smart liquor bull. Nigga, you was drinking that Coke, nigga. You yeah, were drinking right. that Coke yeah, 45, yeah. nigga. That Coke get... 45 with 99 cents, nigga. I used to drink them motherfuckers, dog, and guzzle them motherfuckers down, dog. Like guzzle them back to back to back 40s. Yeah, that's that Coke 45. I used to drink that shit, and all that shit made you want to fight, dog. Whenever you drunk malt liquor that's back in the day, you wanted to fight. That shit in gin. Gin make me want to fight. I don't know why. Gin make me. But it's mo- That's the point because it's it, you. You you see the difference between motherfuckers drinking beer and motherfuckers drinking malt liquor, nigga. We was drinking malted malt liquor, liquor, nigga. Exactly. It was Jack. You get me? We wasn't drinking beer, nigga. We thought it, it was funny because nigga, I thought, nigga, I'm drinking beer when I'm drinking a forty ounce. But nigga, you drinking malted liquor, nigga. Let me yeah. tell you a story. Did any of y'all ever black out? Hell yeah, what's time? <laughs> Man, I blacked out yeah, one time, dog. All I remember, the last thing I was drinking, I was listening to Eric Sermon, please listen to my demo. And I was drinking some mad dog orange Jubilee. Remember the orange Jubilee? Nah, I ain't drinking it. Man, you drinking that rock gut shit. Yeah, yeah you drinking wild Irish gold. I drunk 340s already. It was my birthday. I drunk 340s already. And I drunk a motherfucking fifth of MD 2020 Orange Jubilee to the head. I don't remember shit after that, man. My homeboys wasn't talking to me the next day. One of my homeboys had a black guy. He said, man, you was tripping last night. Yeah, but you blamed Ben. Originally, he blamed the beer. Remember, he said, you have a black guy. He said, beer. No, you drinking MD 2020. That was that was bum shit to us. We didn't drink that. Like, man, I fuck drink. with MD 2020, Wild Hours, Rose, Cisco, nah, all that shit. Yeah, you were drinking. You was drinking that straight rock. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga was drinking that. I need some change. <laughs> 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 man, that's what we fuck with back at the crib, dog. The niggas fuck with all that shit, dog. That nigga drinking that bullshit. This thing come walking up in the hood with some motherfucking Mad Dog 2020. Nigga be like, if you don't get your motherfucking ass up out of here with that rock gun shit. 
Hey man, yeah. it wasn't shit like some motherfucking um some motherfucking baloney from the liquor store and a motherfucking fifth of wild hours rose. Baloney oh. from the liquor store. Hell yeah, from the deli, get a motherfucking some some salami or some motherfucking um sauce meat and some motherfucking fifth of rose. Y'all liquor store was different. I don't know shit about nothing but like that nigga said some motherfucking wild Irish rose, nigga. You was drinking that rock gut, nigga. Yeah, yo, you was shit like a beer after that too. That shit used to fuck your stomach. But I'm gonna tell y'all something. As much as I used to drink, I saw my son. I was still drinking beer. I wasn't drinking 40s no more. But I was, you know, I would get like a the bottle. I was drinking Henry Weinhardt. And my son said, I, my oldest son said, I want to be drunk like my daddy. Damn. He said that shit, dog. I didn't. I just stopped drinking after that, bro. Yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah. I was done. That shit to make anybody stop drinking. But I it's funny, done. though. You know, it ain't, I didn't even really think about that malt liquor. That shit never said beer. You're, you never you never tripped off of that. I yeah. used to trip off of that because I used to be like, why does some of this shit say beer and why does this shit say malt liquor? So I used to have to figure that out. And I used to be like, nigga, we not drinking beer. We drinking malted liquor. Nigga, you know, they didn't learn how to put liquor into the beer form. Malted liquor. So that's mm. what we drinking. That's why shit used to fuck you up compared to you have to drink fucking 30 cans of some fucking Budweiser to have a regular buzz. You drink one motherfucking 40 ounce, nigga, you ready to go. Yeah, don't sleep on that cause light, though. I don't know what the fuck is in that cause light. When I started drinking that shit, that shit was like, oh, English. I'm like, what the fuck is in this cause light? That shit is. We drank the malted liquor. Yes. Old English, fucking St. Ives, fucking, fucking Coke that's 45. A, all that shit was Power Master liquor. at one point. Uh, Power Master, James Bowie. Oh, I knew all the fucking 40s. I drank every fucking thing. That was neighborhood shit for us. Or, yeah. or we had that Christian Brothers. We get that Christian Brothers from Boys Market, James. They had that motherfucking <laughs> shit for two bottles for eleven ninety nine. Yeah, you can get that. You can get them two bottles of Seagram's gin or them two bottles of Christian Brothers, nigga. Right at Boys Market. Christian Brothers are that Urgan Jerk. There you go. They you, nigga, they give you two. They will give you two fifths of that shit for eleven ninety nine. Right. Damn. That's that's violence. At the end of the, did y'all fuck with the Andres? Y'all used to drink Andres too. We didn't drink that sweet shit, man. Okay, we were yeah, hard yeah, liquor yeah. niggas in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, through the day, through the day, from morning to when the sun is going down, it was straight eight ball. When mm, the eight ball, when the sun went down, it went from super cycle to gin. Hey, you got a strand? I got a strand called Blue Stamp OG uh, through my people at California Cannabis. We also working on this Gangster Chronicles strain. We're going to try to get cracking, too. But, yeah, that's who I fuck with. Let's pay some bills real quick and check in with our sponsors. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So when we when we talk about strains, what's the difference between that shit and like, ain't that shit like grafted? Ain't that shit grafted too? Well, I mean, I deal with my boy, oh my boy Virgil, and he's a pure uh, cannabis connoisseur. You know, he knows all the ins and outs, all the formulas or whatever. So I just leave it up to him to create. Uh, what he can natural, you know what I'm saying? I don't really fuck around with too many people as far as that concerns, but uh, he's a dude I've been fucking with for decades. So, and he's well known when it comes to his product. So, because I try, cause to, put it in, I try to put it in the hands of somebody that's really knowledgeable about what they're doing. Because don't certain types of weed give you a different feeling? So, like, do you okay, we, I, I mean, it's so different from when I first started smoking weed at 13 years old. Mm. You know, it wasn't all this, you know, this will do this and this will do this yeah, and yeah, that'll do I'm that yeah, this will yeah, do yeah. that. We just smoked, we smoked. We rolled up some tree, that was it. You know, now it's all, we got the sativas and we got the motherfucking OGs and we got the mother the fucking the blendeds and all this other shit and the pure and all this other shit so then you got the cbd with the oils and all this other shit so it was never it, it was never in that tone when i started smoking weed so i don't even follow that shit today i really don't if you ask me i'd be the last nigga to tell you about what this one do and what that one do and what that one don't do you know yeah, i that- tell a nigga if it's green and it's smoke good give it here that's what gotcha. i do don't gotcha. start giving me the percentages and oh, this one tested at this level and all that. Man, give me some motherfucking weed and roll that shit up. As long as it ain't got no seeds in it, motherfucking shit ain't popping in my motherfucking face. Then I, I don't come from a time like that. But you know, everything is extra nowadays. You get me? Everything's see, extra. Even I see some though, videos uh, people, on YouTube. People look at you know, people look at the time and the era that we came up in. You know, James. You know, Steel, and they look at it as a crap. But that was the best error to me because it was simple times and shit. Motherfuckers nowadays is just, just, everything is too extra. Extra, extra, extra. DTM, doing too much. That's what I always say. Yo, you know, it's funny that yeah, I just said this on my live 
uh, somebody called me old. And I was like, yo, don't you fucking live to get old? Like, what's with y'all little dudes? And I don't, I don't young Shane, but I'm like, yo, how y'all always calling somebody old? Like, some of my some of my men got killed before they have fucking facial hair. You don't think I'm happy to give me a speckle of gray? I wasn't even supposed to have none of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I tell a lot of little dudes, like, yo, I've been your age. You've never been mine. You know, so right. to age where we come from and the shit that we seen, the shit that we was involved with, it's sad that you be like, I know some dudes be like, yo, I'm 50. And it's, it, it's, it's almost like, oh, shit, I can't believe I'm 50 because, you know, some of my homies done got killed at 12. You know, I'm talking about shot in their head. So I try to tell a lot of the you, yeah, I better stop looking at dudes and saying you old because you're going to be lucky to be fucking 25, you know, because shit real out here. And the shit that we survived. The youngsters today look at as being old as not being respected. They look at it as getting old as a form of you not being able to continue the status or whatever, whatever. They think that once you hit a certain age, you're supposed to bow down to the age of youngness. But just like I tell a motherfucker, um, you know, youngsters are out here and they, oh, you know, they they ambitious and they they anxious or whatever, and they feel like getting old is some motherfucking uh, disgrace. Like damn, nigga, you forty five or motherfucker, yeah, you yeah, yeah. fifty or some shit like that. But looking at from where we stepped and where we walked through and all the shit I seen, I mean, shit. A lot of niggas like my age didn't even think we were gonna make it this far. You get yeah. me? So it's a privilege to be the age that we are now. I feel it's a privilege because, like I said, walking them streets of Compton every day and every night, nigga, you love. Yeah, nigga, you lucky if you made it past the age of 21. Hell yeah. Well, you just heard me, like, you know, to land back on that, like, liquor shit, like the eight ball shit. If you ever noticed, when you went to the suburbs, you go to Orange County, you didn't see none of that shit in their shelves out there. Nah, never. Yeah. You don't go to them white areas and see, like, all that, all that rock gut and just shit because if you ever noticed, how many motherfuckers got shocked you think when motherfuckers are drinking Cisco? <laughs> I mean, you didn't even see Arizona iced tea outside of the hood. You didn't see that shit. So you can't tell me that some of this shit wasn't just purposely just putting the hoods all across the motherfucking United States. And we done went and drunk that shit like all the shit bad for us. The 40 ounces, the motherfucking Kool-Aid, all that shit, man, with all that sugar in it and all that shit, man. It's like, it's almost like we get targeted for every motherfucking thing, dog. We the guinea pigs of the world. You know, they, they try everything else and they do social experiments. And, you know, the biggest thing is to fill the jails in the mall. My grandmother told me the realest shit because I was young. I used to say dumb shit. I'd be like, yo, I, I used to say, grandma, I'm going to go outside and shoot somebody. I used to just say shit like that. She used to be like, oh, for real? She said, they'll make room for you. I was like, what you talking about? She said, they'll always make room for you in jail in the mall. They'll always make room. They'll never say, no, the jail is too crowded. You can't come in. You'll never go to the morgue and they'll say, oh, we got too many bodies. They'll they say, they, she said, they'll somebody else. You'll be laid up on them slabs with 10 other motherfuckers dumb just like you. That's you real. And, and you, heard, you heard how James said that they used to smoke primos. That's how really, I, I remember, man, everybody was smoking moles kind of before the whole crack shit hit, before niggas start, you know, jumping off the moles. I think even mm -hmm. the cocaine was different or something. Did y'all notice that though, James? Way different. I'm telling you, man, we used to hit the Vermont drive-in. 
with our drink, <laughs> with our primos. My girl used to sit on the side of me. I had a 68 Chevy, and she used to sit on the side, flip that glove box and roll them up. And what we would do is try to get in the line, all the cars get in one line, and motherfuckers would just be out there, like, intermission, smoking like a motherfucker. And the next thing you know, if anybody been to Vermont driving, you know, you hanging out like that, you, you're going to get into something. You're going to be approached. Especially oh, yeah, definitely. Soda. That was gangbang central. You running into somebody. You know what I'm saying? So it was, you know, and, and, and what I mean is Primo's wasn't shit to what, what the effect that it have on the people today. You know what I'm saying? That shit didn't bother us then. And 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 the ones that did it knew how to walk away. It was it was over and done when it was okay, that shit, that would that was a phase and, and moved on. Some motherfuckers are still stuck. I mean yeah, stuck man. off of primos and then went to the pipe. Yeah. Because yeah, they needed more. And, and and that this is 30 years ago, 30 some odd years ago, and, and if you go to Compton now, you'll still see those same people that stuck on it and can't get off of it. Whether they went to jail for five years, five years is a long enough time for you to mm -hmm. be straight when you come home. First thing they do when they come home is go right back to cocaine. And and it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the social media shit and I'm looking. Shouts out and my prayers go out to DMX. Don't know the brother, but what I'm saying now is this brother has been dealing with those demons for a long time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy that you can't kick that shit. Back then, motherfuckers was walking away from it, get back on it, walk away from it. Now motherfuckers get on it and they stuck. Yeah, yeah they are stuck. And it's it's like a lifetime addiction. Yeah, it's, it it's impossible to get off. I had a brother... And see, I used to be one of those ignorant people that used to say, oh, he can stop if he want to. Until but you I can't. You can't. If it, that's what the addiction is for. I tell niggas this, I tell niggas right now who I know who, who got addiction. It could be drugs. It could be motherfucking Ooh, uh, be alcohol. Motherfucker, I tell niggas sometimes they got pussy addictions. You right. get me? Where a nigga just got the fuck all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. You get me? So it's addictions, and, and you you have to get help for that motherfucker shit. Because when you see it's a situation to where it's caught you, to where that's all I got, I, I got to have that shit. I got to. Like, your motherfucker, you think a nigga is strong enough, and you give him the benefit of the doubt to go, Oh, my nigga got this shit. But that shit fucks you up, and it have you so motherfucking tight that you can't. And then some niggas don't know how to ask for help because they feel they strong enough or they pride won't let them. You get me? I've had niggas I've took in the shelters into homes, you know what I'm saying, to get them help. And a motherfucker called me back two hours later, like, oh, I, nah, I couldn't yeah, fuck I with couldn't that do it. shit. I couldn't, do I couldn't it, fuck yep. with that shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can do this shit. I can stop this shit on my own. Watch, yeah. watch. And it's motherfucking five years later, a nigga still doing the shit. You it's funny me? that you said that though, eight, because I just did on my show. I said, yo, one of the biggest things that you always should always do when you have a problem, first and foremost, admit that shit. Because some motherfuckers be in denial, like, yo, nah. I, I don't I don't get high all the time, but like your motherfucker, you high right now as you talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. first thing with any problem, you have to say, yo, I got a fucking problem. That's why when you go to NA, 
or AA, what's the first thing they make you say? I'm an alcoholic. That's the first exactly. thing you gotta do. So a lot of people don't be one to admit it. Like even dudes who can't control their sexual urges, like yo, I gotta hit that. I got like yo, my man, what's wrong? So that means every chick you see, you gotta knock down. Like you can't, you can't got no discretion, my nigga. Like so that means if 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 a nigga wife come around you or something like that, or or a nigga little daughter or something like that, you can't control yourself. So addiction is in different forms, and that should be mental. A lot of niggas need fucking therapy. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Therapy along with, because it becomes chemical for some people. Some niggas be like, you ever see a nigga like, yo, I got to smoke. Yo, I got to smoke, man. I got to smoke. And you be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? You an addict. Yo, man, it, it's all, I, I'm going to tell you, though, it's all, I, I looked at something, man, called like social engineering or something like that. It's like the drugs that they manufacture. It's like all that shit, man. Like, that's some chemistry shit. You know what I mean? Like, when they put crack in the hood. Like the way the opiates are laced up, man, and everything. You know, these this shit was around the sixties and seventies, but it wasn't getting people like that, bro. It's like they put stuff in there and they design it to where you're gonna need it. Well, they tried to do that shit to us with crack, and then now it hit their ass back with them fucking opiates. Now that white girl got their ass, you know what I'm saying? And the, and that boy got them. So now they like the war on opiates. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's like that's all that crazy. stuff is impossible. Places, it's like Utah and places where that shit is wiping our whole community. The whole community strung out on pills. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? And, and motherfuckers yeah. dying. But but yeah. when but when but when our hood got hit with the crack, they sent motherfuckers to jail. They wasn't rehabbing nobody. They was knocking people up for that shit. And that shit is fucked up. But don't get it twisted. It's a problem in the black community too, man. It's a whole bunch of youngsters out there on them pills, man, on them Percocets, on them Vicodins, on them uh, rocks, yeah, on all that the, shit. The, 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 the shit about that is, and in, in, in our days, James, we didn't advocate for what we did. If we did it, we did it. We didn't push that upon other motherfuckers. You get me? If I smoke weed, I didn't push a nigga to smoke weed. You feel me? Nowadays, it right. seems like they advocate for the shit and they pushing motherfuckers and giving you the okay to pop some pills. You know what I'm saying? To get fucked up off some lean. It's okay because that's what the that's what the popularity of it is today. Mm-hmm. It's like the rapper well, started with you. Experiment. You <laughs> and I can I can say this honestly. I experimented. I tried PCP one time and I thought I could fly and jumped off the porch, had a lot on my head, big as all I those, till it grew hair, stayed there. Never did it again. I've tried weed. Weed had me puppy face, clowning. I got into it with one of my homeboys and I was out of line. Just smoking weed, telling jokes, clowning the motherfucker real bad in front of his chick. Never smoked it again. You know what I'm saying? Primos, we smoked Primos at that time. That's what everybody was doing, drinking eight ball. And after that, it was over and done, time to move on. So from there, I, I just stayed a drinker. I drank like a motherfucker. And after just, you know, like being on the motorcycle set, drinking every day, your body get tired, you get tired, so you say, fuck it. So quit smoking or quit drinking. I chose to keep my cigarettes and leave the liquor alone. So mm-hmm. just on occasions every once in a while. But what I'm saying is we all got a choice whether we do it and how long we do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
Some motherfuckers know that it got them fucked up. But they want to keep it. They want it because they like that high. They like how it make their body feel. Escapism. Smoking PCP, if you can remember, eight, because they can fuck all day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was smoking PCP because they made them strong. And exactly. That was people's choice early 80s with them motherfucking more cigarettes, them long ass cigarettes. Get them motherfucking cigarettes, nigga. Get you a $10, $20 dip, nigga. Niggas over. Dipping and, and you good for the day. You know what I'm saying? But then niggas start tweaking that shit. Now they just got motherfuckers losing their mind, just falling apart. And they still stuck on that shit. So, man, we, we, we got a choice to do or don't. Mm-hmm. And motherfuckers do it because the homie is doing it, such and such is doing it, and that's what everybody doing before they walk in the club, before they hit a dance, before they go to the concert. Everybody is doing what they, you know, what everybody else is doing instead of just saying fuck that. Yeah, I watched that shit. My my pops used to drive eighteen wheelers. You know what I'm saying? You know the. Drive me and still I possibly drive 18 wheel tractor trailer truck. You know, that shit ain't no easy task. And this is in the um the 70s and the 80s. And when that and 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 um he showed me how to take the cab off the fucking truck, how you gotta do some teeth, some old wild shit you gotta do. So I was amazed. I'm a little, you know, I'm little. And then when I seen what the crack did, he had a 77 duster with side pipes on the side. He was living in Staten Island at the time, and all the Italians wanted his car. And I didn't know shit about cars, but I learned later on in life that shit was a muscle car. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he that it. Yo, he his horn somehow his horn sound like the road runner. So when he hit that shit, be like meet me. Sound just like so everybody knew his car. Shit was a um a automatic too. So this shit had like six gears. That shit was fast. So all the Italian dudes would just try to buy the car. So when the crack hit, I seen how that shit just deteriorated how he was this strong man to just not who he was. So me growing up, I used to be like, yo, I'm never getting high. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I'm never getting high. Never getting high. So what I did for my pops was I extracted his good. I didn't take his bad habits. I extracted the fact that he liked to read, the fact that he had good penmanship, and the fact that when he was, you know, because my father was military also, he's in Vietnam. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that he was so disciplined. So instead of me saying, you know, using that shit for excuse of, yo, my pops, yo, my mom's died when I was two. I never did none of that shit. I was like, yo, man, fuck it. We all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to use nothing as an excuse for being fucked up because when you fucked up sometimes, you start doing that shit to other people and using your fucked up shit as an excuse. Like, yo, nah, uh, I grew up without a mother. So, like, nah, you got to, like James said, you got a fucking choice. You can't be doing shit to people and using that shit for an excuse to keep doing shit. So I just extracted all the good shit from my pops. And I was like, yo, I'm a, this is the type of man I'm going to be. But I remember, I'm telling you, 2002, I had some Henny. I had a fifth. I drank a whole fifth of Henny by myself, and I didn't get drunk. So I was like, well, where the fuck do I go from here? You know what I'm saying? Like, you drink a whole fifth. So my body, I used to drink so much that my body developed a tolerance level for liquor. I was like, well, you know what I'm saying? That was it for me. So I quit then, you know. So um, yeah, you know, that shit is tough, but we watching the drugs. You know, these kids is over, these these young rap kids is overdosing on drugs. Dying. Overdosing like a motherfucker, dog. Overdosing the dying at alarming rates, man, because 
It's like when you take taking stuff that's designed for you not to be able to quit, man. It's like what people understand about them pills, too. That's why you see them dudes that drink the lean. After a while, a half a cup of that shit might have got you faded before, but now you need five cups of that shit. You know what I mean? And your body can only take so much. Now you're doing this. Now you're taking pills on top of it and you're falling out. I can't tell you how many rappers I don't see. And I ain't gonna be exposing people. But I can't. I can't tell you the amount of rappers I know out there that's just dope fiends, dog. Yep. Because what happens? They say, "Yo, the lean costs this, the pills cost this." But now I'm broke. I might as well just shoot dope. The dope is gonna be cheaper. So they went from mm -hmm. the pills, the lean, to just straight up shooting up with the spoon. And that shit, you, you know, that shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? That shit. That shit crazy. But it's 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 a lot. And then. You got the party drug. Remember, they would, you know, you go to, you go to certain events because a lot of these motherfuckers be coked out too. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them walk from coke. You did you want to party with the chick or you want to smash all night? Because a lot of be telling a lot of dudes too, man. Like, you got a female, she on coke, she gonna pass you that. She gonna pass you that shit. And whether you do that shit or not is whether she gonna fuck with you a certain way. Because a lot of people who sniff coke won't fuck with other people who sniff coke. You don't sniff coke, I can't fucking hang with you. Fortunately, so, we've never ran into people like that. I'm, I'm glad I've never ran into, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, over here, we didn't advocate to push you, to influence you to do drugs or whatever that. I mean, to eat his own, if that's your choice or your preference or whatever. But I myself just always looked at it as a down, you know what I'm saying, because of how... I looked at how cluckheads or how motherfuckers was was treated in the neighborhood, and like I said, and and if you came from one of them families who uh, had somebody who experienced drugs or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers used to do that sherm heavy back in my days and shit. You get me? Uh, that was like like James said, that was a drug of choice for some of the homies in the hood to get that motherfucking wet and. I just saw what it would do to niggas and shit. So it just made me just like stray away from it. And then from having the experience in the family, in the household, and having to go through that shit sometimes, it makes you look at shit in a different light. So it never made me want to experience, so to speak. I just always smoked weed. I never wanted to try anything because I didn't want to be uh, looked at as a different motherfucker to how. Some people look at people who do drugs, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's an addiction and it's something that catches you and fucks you up. Um, and sometimes niggas can't kick the habits. Um, but just having family members and shit who've been a part of that situation and that life, it just always made me not want to try shit. Like, fuck it. I know what weed do. I've been smoking weed all my life since I was 13 years old. But as far as the other drugs, I've seen what it would do to people. So it kind of made me stray away from it. And then I didn't I didn't know too many people like that from coming from the neighborhood and seeing homies and shit like that. So I would try to tell motherfuckers, don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. Don't do that shit, nigga. Fuck it. If you're going to do some shit, fuck it. Here, smoke some weed. And if you can't, don't do nothing if you don't need to. But the hard drug, like I said, it's the lifestyle of where niggas come from and what they yeah. introduce to. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely take the best. And I done seen the best of the best get taken down by cocaine. And the reputation of that person, everything is gone. And mm -hmm. how the younger cats treat you and want to jump on you and shit. I didn't like that shit. That's still the big homies. 
type of shit. You know what I'm saying? They they go to jail and come back home on 21s all over again, and then you go right back to soggy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And cocaine is disrespectful, period. All that shit out there is disrespectful. Me personally, I had a homeboy, man, that just wouldn't quit. My ride or die. He wouldn't quit. I don't fuck with the nigga now. Just salty motherfuckers, but nigga, why'd you keep smoking this shit? And I smoked the primo. Nigga, this shit ain't shit. What the fuck is you? You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. that's what motherfuckers don't have today. That friend, that that one to say, nigga, you're getting carried away. It's mm -hmm. some out there, but if you know I'm headed for self-destruction, you know, you gotta have somebody, a family member, a friend, or somebody to say, nigga, hold up. Because what you're saying is like, Remember grandma always let the uncle in? Like, she like let my son in and the uncle was coming to steal every fucking thing he was coming, but she was like, yo, you let my son in. She wasn't going to give up on him. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was her fucking son. And nowadays, niggas be like, yo, look, man, you see my uncle, don't let that nigga come around this motherfucker. But grandma, well, is, you don't have too many friends. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and when you, when you start out on that venture, man, when you start doing drugs and people see the change in your face, and all that shit. That's when you, if you got a true friend, that motherfucker should be there for you. Mm -hmm. That that's supposed to be the motherfucker that gets you back. And you have some motherfuckers that got you like that, but ninety percent of the motherfuckers in the neighborhood want to see you fucked up. Mm -hmm. You're shining. Your reign is over. So they glad you took that route. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And and you know I'm looking at and I and I keep saying this because I, I I feel like. I don't even know DMX, but man, I feel like I prayed for that dude today. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it don't matter how much money you had or have, motherfuckers just ain't going to give a fuck. And everybody has their own agenda on how they going to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? When you got it, I'm fucking with you. When you ain't got it, you at your low, motherfuckers bounce. Mm. But don't let nothing happen to me today. And, and oh man, I was my nigga. Oh, we was woo woo. Fuck out of here. Save that bullshit. Yo, James, I said, exactly. yo, James, I said, look, if something happened to me and y'all and, and y'all motherfuckers out there post a picture of me, I'ma haunt your ass. Straight up down. Don't post right. no fucking pictures of me talking about that was my boy. Because a lot of times, niggas, y'all don't even support my efforts. Like a lot of us is doing shit that we could be doing a lot of fuck shit, but we found ways to legitimize our life, to feed ourselves a family, and even help some of the motherfuckers that still don't even support the shit you do. Like, I tell people in my family, they call me, Uncle, you got $500? Yo, you don't even support the shit I do to get money. Why would I give you $500 fucking dollars? Are you, like, that's not a, it's not a lot of money, but that ain't no shit. That ain't $5. You don't call nobody to my, you got $500. Like, $500? I don't even really have to ask the, I don't have the right to ask you what you need the money for. You understand what I'm saying? Either I'm gonna get this shit to you or I'm not. But nah, this shit is. It's like we 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 sitting back. I liken that shit to waiting for a nigga to die to talk to his woman. That shit is the most corniest shit ever. Or or waiting for a nigga to go to the jail to 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 talk to his girl or some shit. I'm like, yo, the way That's niggas be preying on people demise. Yeah, that shit is fucked up, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's fucked up. Period, man. And um. I just really hope, like James touched on DMX, man. I, I got to meet X a couple of times, man. He's a cool dude, real cool dude, man. I pray for him and his family, man, whatever they going through right now. 
Because that got to be some cold shit, you know, and that's torture, man, because that man made some of the coldest, most iconic music it was, so I know everybody kind of feeling it, you know? But, man, you know, it's a whole bunch of, man, it's like, unfortunately, man, I don't know a whole bunch of DMXs in my personal life, man. And yeah, just, we, got, we all got one in our family, and the fucked up shit about it, I feel like we in a day and time where you can't be used, you just useless. Like, I don't need that nigga for Stay shit. Going. Fuck him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I don't, I don't need that nigga for shit because when that nigga was cranking out them, them double albums or two albums in a year going five million platinum and all that, you know, everybody is, is, is and, and that's how that shit go, man. Once, you know, one thing about, about us is that we got to stop discarding our people, man. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, your brother's your brother forever. You know, your child is your child forever. I don't give a fuck how old they are. You know what I'm saying? Your child's still your child. And the way we be doing that shit, like, I don't fuck with that nigga no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, but that's your... Like, you know, I, I for years, I didn't talk to my sister. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, at the end of the day, yo, she's still my fucking sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she's still my sister, so I just got to figure this shit out. But we got to learn how to deal with people. But I do want to make a point, though. Even though when we do have people in our family that's smokers or, or alcoholics, whatever, sometimes do, we do got to let them go a little bit, though. But sometimes some, trying to save their ass could kill you. You know what I'm saying? And this is such thing as being worried, sick, and worried about a motherfucker who just, you know, because it's like you worry at any given time you're going to get that phone call. Like, yo, they found, you know, they found your uncle. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you watch your grandmother, you you know, you you I watch my grandmother completely stress the fuck out over my uncle. And my uncle didn't give a fuck. You know, like, oh, it's real shit. He didn't give a fuck. But I watch that shit take my grandmoms out, you know what I'm saying? To where she always was worried about her fucking son. And that nigga used to just, I used to be like, yo, man, with my pops, I used to be like, yo, man, you got a mother. Like, your mother care about you. Yeah. Because, you know, you got some dudes, when they in that wrong mind, they'll be like, man, fuck that bitch. It's like, yo, what's wrong with you? You talking about your mother? You know what I'm saying? There's some crazy shit, man. You know, pretty much, man, drugs and alcohol, have ravaged our communities, man. And I'll tell anybody, man, like like James said, you just got to know when the motherfucking say, like, you don't have enough. You can look at yourself and tell, it's like me. I've looked at my son, and I've been drinking for years. My son said that shit, and I was thinking, how the fuck I'm going to tell this motherfucker not to do this and that, and I'm in this motherfucker tanked all day. I just stopped, dog, and, and left it alone. Outside of a little glass here and there every once in a while now, don't touch it, don't miss it, don't give a fuck. I, I've never had nothing, fortunately, I've never had nothing that I couldn't stop doing. Because you got some motherfuckers that function every day, all day, and they be high as a motherfucker, but they, you know, they because let's not get it twisted. The motherfuckers on Wall Street is on all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these politicians, you see, when they get caught, they done been in the hotel smoking crack for three, four days, so we ain't going to just put all that shit on us. I should just get magnified, you know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of motherfuckers that function. It just seems like when that shit hit us, that's all the nigga know is that high, you know what I'm saying? And you got to think, then DMX sold so much fucking music, touched lives with his words, and one thing he never glorified was like, yo, smoke crack like me. He was just like, yo, this shit, God, this shit is a monster. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit got me fucked up. So I do respect him for that. Well, he, he said his homeboy gave it to him. He said it, yeah. one of his homeboys, one of his big homies gave it to him, and he's been stuck ever since then. I'd have killed that nigga. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, like who does? I'm sorry, we can't even we can't even speak on the pitfalls of what happened to yeah. to my to my man. You know what I'm saying? Because people turn and twist stories and all that shit. Man, all we can do is hope that he come out of it and he has to deal with his demons or whatever it is the way he has to deal with it. But I don't like to get on the motherfucking subjects of of oh he said this or he said that or they said this. That's too much bullshit. So what we just going to do is we just going to advocate and tell people that we don't suggest that nobody do drugs and that aspect to where it incapacitates you and fuck up your family and just leave people in a state of shock because everybody loved my nigga DMX, you know what I'm saying? For what he's been able to bring to the hip hop table and the expressions and the life shit that he's been through. And unfortunately, he still got a way to go. You feel me? That's why the state, the state of the matter is how it is now. But like I said, we don't advocate for no drug use to nobody to each his own. And we damn sure don't want the motherfucking kids to follow in the past of your favorite sports player or your favorite hip hop artist or whatever. Because, you know, we be a lot. We be influencing a lot of these children out here and they'll take the wrong thing and, and, and advocate for it and make it seem like it's cool and next thing you know we'll be talking about one of these young kids who done overdose because you know what I'm saying so and so said it was cool to swallow Percocets mm -hmm. so and so said it was cool to sip you know double cups of lean and shit like that so Gangsta Chronicles don't don't we don't advocate none of that bullshit not, not at all hey man back on some positive shit before we close the show out your son out there balling now eight huh man he trying to do his thing man you know um like I said, the kids, you got to give them a different pathway. Uh, you know, it's, and it's fortunate that I was able to, you know, like you still put him on a different path than I was with, with, with gang banging and, uh, and music. You know, I gave him that avenue to play sports. So now he's out there, you know, varsity quarterback as a sophomore for his high school. You know, he won the starting job and uh, he having fun, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about. You know, the dream is to get them to college like Chris, you know, and uh, and and let them have a better life than what we had. You know what I'm saying? Because I grew up as a in a single mom home. You know, father wasn't there, you know, so I went through the struggles of gang banging and and all that crazy shit and having to try to survive to make it out of the hub city. And I was fortunate enough that I did that. And so I didn't want him to come through the same pitfalls that I had to, you know, some of these kids aren't fortunate enough to have fathers in their lives, you know what I'm saying? Or grandfathers or uncles who mean shit. So, you know, he, he doing good, man. Shout out to Chaparral High School and uh, in Temecula, California. They doing their thing. Let's tap in real quick with the people that allow us to bring you this amazing content. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Ladies and gentlemen, we have my homeboy, the Professor Melly Malin here. And you hear us, man, tonight we're talking about, man, how drugs, alcohol, and several other vices have pretty much um, hindered the Black community. You coming from where you come from, man, how do you feel all these things impacted the neighborhood? I mean, they had a, they had a uh, man, it's just a huge impact on our community, you know what I mean? Because during the 80s, man, during the Reagan era, a lot of white people would believe Reagan to be this, like this holy grail type of savior type of white man, right? But what Reagan did, he devastated the black community. Devastated the black community. You know, so a lot of what happened to us stems from what was done during the May, the Reagan administration. And then when Bill Clinton got it, he didn't help it because he he initiated the anti-terrorist act bill. You know what I'm saying? So he hit both ways. He hit Fed and he hit state. You know what I mean? And this is during the time that uh, Hillary Clinton was calling us super predators. But all this come full circle when you look at we don't have no airplanes, we don't have no ships, and we ain't we ain't we don't own no farms in Peru or in Colombia. So therefore, what happened? How did all this stuff wind up in our in our communities with our people? Exactly. And that's that goes from, from the malt liquor, because the old English 800, the Rainier L, the Coke 45, you go in Beverly Hills, you don't see that in, in liquor banks. They call them liquor banks, by the way. They're not liquor stores. They're liquor banks. That's a difference. That's cold word. Mm. You're giving some game right now, because, you know, 
I just remember coming up, man, and um, the combination, man, of malt liquor, all that, because they call it rock gut, the MD-2020 and all that, man, and usually uh -huh. wound up with somebody getting murdered. Uh-huh. Usually wound up with somebody getting murdered, and I've seen people make horrible decisions when they were on that thing, man. Um, you know, just talking to different homeboys, man, like, you know, we got the stuff that happened with Rick, this well-known chronicle, chronicle, man. Um, They pretty much used the crack proceeds to fund the Contra war. Absolutely, because I've, I've spoken to uh, Chico Brown is a good friend of mine, you know exactly. what I mean? So, and I, I've had several conversations with him on the subject and, uh, you know, because he's he's now looking at this snowfall and he and he believed that uh, I mean, they use that as, as like a template to show what actually happened, because now you watch a snowfall and you seeing all this CIA involvement in, in this white man. Like he's controlling the whole drug trade, you know what I mean? Because he's doing everything. He's just putting the pieces in place in order to move it. Exactly, man. And it's a whole play, man, because I've heard um all the little theories, man. You know, um, one of my buddies was telling me, man, that they manufacture crack at the University of Southern California. I would not be surprised in that. Because see, what people don't understand, man, these people are very diabolical, man. They created think tanks from way back. And these think tanks sometimes run 10 and 15 and 20 years prior to when it happens. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 15, 20 years ahead of time, huh? So they just spend all yeah. that time studying. It's yeah. almost like, you know what I feel like the black community almost, I almost feel like we those lab rats. You know how they have lab rats in there and they experiment on these lab rats before they go to market with a product? Uh-huh. Um, it's a lot of social engineering involved. Like, I don't know if you've been paying attention, like even with social media today, you know, you go on social media for an hour, they have you broke down, they pretty much figure out a way to keep you stuck on it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. See, there, there's a man... There's a guy, there's a couple of guys, matter of fact. There's Norm Chomsky. There's, um, I can't think of the guy named that wrote the Committee 300. And the guy named, um, um, he's over in England, Ike, David Ike. David Ike. If you read any of that, their literature or you come across any of their writings, they talk about what the government does. and But a lot of people don't pick this type of literature up and try to understand what's happening. These are white men that tell the truth on other white boys. You know? Wow. And so the books the, that... You, you get a hold of some of them books, man. They'll blow you away, man. I would definitely... Do you know the name of some of those titles so we can have the listeners go out there and grab them? Uh, and I, would, them I, would definitely, I would definitely look them up for you. It's Dave, I know the artist is David Ike, and the other one is... Uh, well, the committee three hundred. I gotta look up. I gotta look at. I'm, I'm starting to say Robert Green, but it's not Robert Green. But the committee three hundred talk about the Bilderbergers, the Rothschilds, the um, the guys down in New York, the Rockefellers, and all these, these big old families that really control the world. You know, what I mean? they control the IMF, military monetary fund, which is the world. They fund the world bank. You know, what I mean, all these. These white men come together each year, which is called the trilateral commissions, and they make decisions for the world, not just for the United States, for the world. So this gets deeper because, you know, one of the things um, that me and Ada said earlier, man, if you ever notice, 
these things don't make their way to the suburbs, to the suburban communities, to the orange counties of the world, to all these other places. If you go in there, liquor stores, um, you won't see Old English 800. You won't see St. Ives. You won't see Cisco. You won't see none of that stuff. They just don't right. don't carry those products out there. And, uh, and I've always wondered, man, you know, with, our, uh, with just the ailments, man, and the ills that we have in our communities, man, Drugs and alcohol play a major part in it, man. You know, you you know, you get a guy that comes home and he already frustrated and he's drinking that alcohol, which is a depressant that's making you even more depressed. And next thing you know, he's going to jail for the weekend, or even worse, he don't murder somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. He don't even murder, well, see, he don't murder somebody. Well, once again, coming back to the think tanks, they understand it in human nature. Humans have very addictive natures. And if you put the right bait out in the right lure. They're going to they're going to grab at it. You understand? And not knowing that all the time it was a complete setup. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because there's no it's not coincidental that all these different drinks that you name wind up specifically in the black and Latino community. You know, that they're, they're very specific in what they're doing to us. You know what I mean? Because they have to they have to keep their edge. I think the Europeans make up maybe about three or four percent of the world population. You know what I mean? So in order to, to stay ahead, they got to constantly come up with these to stay in power. And, so that, and, power that often, and that often come at the cost of lives and people. I'm talking about countless of people. You know what I mean? Just like we don't even talk about. Remember when that um that typhoon tsunami hit? Uh, what was that? Uh, Indonesia, they lost about 250,000 people. That yeah. happened like what, maybe 10 years or No, maybe 15 years ago. You well, about 15 about years that. ago. Yeah, all them people just got wiped out. It's because these people are playing with the global warming and, and the weather and doing all kinds of things that they they just basically just experimenting on things and seeing what they can do and what they can get away with. Yeah, there's a um there's a machine, um, and I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um I'll find it. Hold on one second. I'll find it, but there's a machine that they use to control the weather. And a lot yes. of people think I'm tripping when I'm talking about that. Yes. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Hold on one second. What's the name of that, man? Uh, they had one, um, I know from the 40s to the 70s, they had a project called Project Storm Fury um, where they uh-huh. tried to test the um, limits. But it's a name for this machine. Um, it's a weather modification program. Um, and I don't remember the name of it. If I find it, I promise I'll tell you guys about it. But they have machines now, man, that can control the weather. Because if you ever notice, um, Haiti got crushed, New Orleans got flooded. Uh-huh. Um, you had uh-huh. the stuff in Puerto Rico. If you uh-huh. ever notice, man, these incidents, they have water. Um, they have the same conditions in these other places that, that are populated and frequented, you know, frequented for travelers. You know what I mean? For the people, uh-huh. the tourists and stuff. You uh-huh. never hear about those things happening over there, but it just but so what, happens. That's 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 man. You know, I'm so passionate about this stuff. My mind get to running when we get to talking about these things. But but check, watch this, Phil. Watch this for a moment. FDA, right? Food and Drug Administration. How does that work? Why do we got the same people controlling both? Have you ever thought about that? Well, I've thought about it a lot because. You know, if you look at the opiate epidemic, right? There's uh-huh. opiate epidemic. You know, we're talking about drugs and control, ultimately control, right? Uh-huh. They were paying doctors fat bonuses to prescribe 
these opiates to people, right? Uh-huh. You know, me and you go in, we say we got a headache. I remember, man, I was having back problems when I stopped playing football. The first thing they did, man, was pre pre prescribe me a 90-day dose of, um, what's that stuff Oxycodone. called? Uh, Oxycodone. Hydrocodone. 90-day supply of hydrocodone. Take five pills a day, you know what I mean? Or as needed. And they just was prescribing this stuff, man, like aspirin. Fortunately, I didn't take that stuff like that. You know, I used them for my back pain. But just think about how many people. If you talk to the average heroin addict in the streets nowadays, they were regular people that started off taking prescription medicine and got uh -huh. hooked on it. As soon as uh -huh. the doctor finds out, they go to the doctor and tell them, hey, you're hooked. And the doctor discovered they hooked. They just cut them off and kick them to the curb, right? Yes. And, um, you know, to buy those pills is expensive, so it's cheaper for them to go buy heroin. Because now they're addicts, right? Yeah. And nobody's being held accountable for that. And who does it happen with that? Absolutely, man. But it's deeper because if the same person is in control of your food and the same person in control of your drugs, at some point you got to consider that they might be putting a lot of this shit in your food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they eat control of Hey, Mel, you know, before before we go, man, because I know you got some stuff you got to get into. What can we do as a community, man, to curb this shit? For one, we got to trust one another. We got to trust one another. Once we start building the trust, we build rapport. And once we build rapport, we come in a, in, in, in a responsive. We be responsible in the responsiveness to what our real needs are and what we need to do to save our people, man, because Nobody's going to save us but us. You understand? Exactly, man. And I know you got to, um, I see you online all the time talking mail. Where can the people go find you at, bro? Man, they can find me at Professor Melly Mail, the Hood Postman. You know, they can find me on IG as the as the Hood Postman. They can find me on Facebook as Melly Gibson. They can find me on on YouTube as Professor Melly Mail, the Hood Postman. And you know that vibe. <laughs> and man, I can't wait to get you on a show, man, for a whole episode. And there he is, ladies, ladies and man, gentlemen. I, I look forward to that still because there, there's so much we need mm -hmm. to cover and there's so much that we need to go over, man. And, and we can't just do it in, in one setting. We just can't. It's just too much. Oh, and there's sure. so much information out there. There's a book out there by a sister named Sasaza Ali called Are You Still a Slave? And at, when you finish reading the book, at the back of the book, it's got a test the way you take it. And once you finish that test, it'll determine whether you're a slave or not. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to go get that, man. I'm, I'm going to have to order that, man. Go check that out. I'm going to order that, man. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate the love and the knowledge, bro. And I appreciate you, man. Salute. Salute, bro. I'll talk to you. Well, that concludes another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast. Be sure to download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles podcast. For Apple users, find a purple mic on the front of your screen, subscribe to the show, leave a comment and rating. Executive producers for the Gangster Chronicles podcast are Norman Steele, James McDonald, and Aaron MCA Tyler. Our visual media director is Brian Wyatt, and our audio editor is Taylor Hayes. The Gangster Chronicles is a production of iHeart Media Network and the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. 
Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.